Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Sleep Pod, the podcast where the stories are occasionally high concept, but always low stakes. My name is James, and I'm here to make up a boring, drama-free, and mildly amusing story to help get you in the mood for a long and restful sleep. Once again, I've been at a bit of a loss trying to think of something worthwhile to talk about during this intro section. I may have forgotten until this very moment that I did previously state that I would be making some new music beds for the 50th episode. So I'm going to do you and myself a favour and stop worrying about that for the time being and just get on with this story. The word of inspiration that I'll be using as a jumping off point for the following improvised yarn was requested by longtime listener and fan of the podcast, the 15th century French folk heroine Joan of Arc. She sent me an email which I will read now. Dear James, how are you? I'm good. Anyway, as you know, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and it helps me get to sleep after a long day of being an important historical figure. But it is missing one thing. If you could include a cottage in a story every now and then, I think it would really make your stories better. Trust me on this. Thanks in advance, and lots of love, Joan of Arc. So, get yourself comfortable. Take off your socks and hat. Adjust your body's resonance frequency so that it is one with the universe. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Cottage I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The cottage sat in a clearing. On all sides, it was surrounded by dense woodland. Despite the dark and gloomy appearance of the woodland, caused by the thickness of the canopy, it was clear that the woodland was home to many animals because they were all very noisy. The sounds of birds chirping, leaves rustling, and branches snapping was a constant background noise for anybody visiting the woodland, no matter what time of day or season of the year they were there. The cottage itself was quite modest in appearance. It had the usual thatched roof, visible wooden beams, and appeared to have been constructed out of a patchwork of many different types of building materials for the main structure. 
in any other location, it would look quite untidy. But the design choices that had been made when building the property fitted in very appropriately with the surroundings. Directly around the cottage, there were a number of bushes, flower gardens, a small plot that fruit and vegetables were being grown in, a beehive, a washing line, and a moss-covered greenhouse. Synthetica Gormley exited her cottage for the first time that day. It was still relatively early in the day, and she hadn't got round to doing all of her outside maintenance duties until now. She wore big black boots, a long black dress, an old and weathered trench coat that had clearly seen many better days, that was also black. And a big, pointy hat. Her outfit choices were enough to inform even the most normally uninformed, casual, layperson that Synthetica Gormley was a witch. She walked around her property, her big boots crunching the gravel below as she went from bush to bush, making sure that everything was okay in the area around her. Once she had completed one lap, she then decided to start checking on the flowers. The area that she had sectioned off as a designated flower bed wasn't massive, but it was big enough for her to have a selection of most of her favourite plants. She glanced over them one by one, making sure that everything was fine and everything was in order. And she smiled when she saw that everything was. 
Next, she moved over to the plot of land that contained the fruits and vegetables. It seemed to her like she had been waiting forever for some carrots and cabbages to be ready for harvesting. But unfortunately, they still were not quite ready yet. She sighed as she stood up, but then thought, Oh well, hopefully tomorrow. As she had been very much looking forward to making a carrot cake, Once she was satisfied that everything outside of her property was just the way it should be, she decided to go back into her cottage. She walked back along the path, approached the large oak door that was the main entrance and exit to her property. Opened it and then stepped inside. The inside of the cottage was a masterpiece of carefully crafted chaos. She had always felt that it didn't seem quite right for a witch to have a overly tidy residence. It wasn't messy or dirty. but to the uninformed guest, they would assume that there was no order, whereas in fact every pile of old books, old cauldrons, and boxes of miscellaneous witchcraft paraphernalia was organized in a way that made the most sense to Synthetica. She knew where absolutely everything was, and their designated locations made absolute sense for their proximity to the other locations where she might need them. She took her boots off, took the hat off, and took the big trench coat off, and made her way to the kitchen so she could make herself a nice cup of tea. 
If she had guests, she would have probably used the cauldron to boil water and brew the hot beverage. But she didn't. It was just her. So she used a normal kettle. As she stood in her kitchen, patiently waiting for the water to boil, she was reminded about the task that she had set herself for the day. She would be lying if she stated that she felt no apprehension for the task that lay ahead of her. But it was something that needed to be done. And she'd been putting off giving it a go for a while. And that's why late the previous night, she had decided that the time was as right as it would ever be. For her to give time travel a bit of a try. The water had finished boiling, so she made her cup of tea and took it with her to the cottage's sitting room. The room itself was quite dark, which, while adding an air of mystery and general witchiness to the location, was not really practical when she had something to actually do in there. So she opened some curtains. Soft sunlight flowed into the room across the faded threadbare rug that lay on top of the surprisingly well-maintained hardwood floor beneath. She sat down in her most comfortable chair, put her mug down onto the small table that was next to the chair. All around her were stacks of books that were about waist high in height. She looked around and as she did so, thought, now, which book is going to be the most useful for what I need? Her eyes passed over numerous old and interesting looking tomes. All of them with very interesting sounding names apart from a few that had very boring and mundane-sounding names, which were actually the ones that contained most of the more dangerous magic information that she had available to her. After a short period of 
browsing her collection. She finally settled on one book to pick up. She reached over and managed to carefully slide it out from the middle of a pile. The books above it carefully falling into the space left, maintaining the tall towers of hardbacks. As was the style with the majority of these types of books, there was no actual information on the dust jackets. In fact, many of them didn't even have dust jackets. They just stated the name of the author and the title. The book that Synthetica Gormley had selected was called Corbett's Principles of Mostly Practical Application. Most books on magic had names that were roughly similar to that. The name of some long-past practitioner. And a vague statement about something that may or may not be contained within the pages. She didn't know who Corbett was, but she did know that this particular book would be perfect for what she needed. She had a look in the contents page, but that was as vague and unhelpful as the title. She then turned to the back of the book, hoping to find an index of some sort. But there was none, just a short list of thanks by the author. And recommended reading of other books that just so happened to also be by the same author. She sighed. She had been expecting this. It was very rare for a book on magic or witchcraft to have any kind of easily found information. She placed the book in her lap and began flicking page by page as she slowly drank her tea, keeping an eye out for key words that may be applicable to time travel. The history of Using magic for time travel was long established and uninteresting 
It could be done. Many people had done it before in the past. But after lengthy experimentation by people who were far more experienced at these kind of things than Synthetica, it had been discovered that time travel couldn't really be used for doing anything useful at all. And any attempt to manipulate past events, unless it was something small and inconsequential, always ended in failure. It seemed that the universe just had a way of snapping things back to maintain the status quo. More or less, things were always going to be one way, and there wasn't really anything anyone could do about it. At the time when this discovery had been made, at first, the witches and wizards were disappointed. But then, quickly, that disappointment turned into relief, as it really took the pressure off them. And the idea that they would end up having to haphazardly travel through time, attempting to right the wrongs of the past, would no doubt end up being problematic and tedious. This allowed them to focus their attention on things that were much more interesting and more their speed. Such as sitting in comfortable chairs and reading books, and occasionally making things levitate slightly. Just as Synthetica swallowed the last mouthful of her tea, her eyes caught the word time in the book. She then read the sentence that contained the word in it to make sure that it was relevant. And it was. She then had a brief glance over the whole chapter, and that too was relevant. Hooray, she said. Finally. She read all of the bits that were important for what she needed to do. Made some notes in a small notebook. Thought about a few things. And then, when she felt like she had read enough, she found a bookmark, put it in the book on that page, and then closed it, but kept it easily accessible in case she needed to check something, 
anytime soon. Constructing the thing that she needed to do some time travel was slightly long-winded and complicated. But most magic ended up being like that too. So it wasn't that much of a surprise. All that she needed was an item that could be touched and manipulated in some way to trigger the effect. A few special words, some very specific items that she kept in jars, and 14 gallons of rain water. She took her list with her as she walked around her cottage, finding all the things that she needed, and carefully placing them on the floor. It was a specific spot that she always used for doing some magic, as she had found that being sat on the floor helped her focus a little bit more than if she was sat in a chair. The thing that took her the most time to find was the item that could be manipulated to trigger the spell. In the book, Corbett recommended using a stopwatch or something like that, but Synthetica thought that that was a little bit too cliché, and so after a little bit of rummaging around seeing what she could find, she eventually settled on using a can opener. It had everything that the thing that she needed to find had. It had something that could be rotated. It was small enough for her to keep on her person at all times. And it was also the best idea that she had. Once she had all of the items prepared, she ignited a single candle, placed the can opener in the designated location, said a very long and complicated amount of magic words, and then dramatically blew out the candle to formally end the process of adding time manipulation magic to the can opener. 
she decided it would be best to put the can opener in the large handmade pocket that she had personally sewn to her dress. Tidy up everything else that she had used. And then make herself another cup of tea. Once she had done all that and the tea had been drunk, she felt that the time was right to try out the can opener. After all, using it was the whole point of making it magic in the first place. There were two things that she wanted to do. She had planned quite carefully and knew that these two things weren't going to affect anything and should be achievable without any problems whatsoever. She didn't want to make things complicated, so she decided she would do her best to avoid running into a past version of herself. So she put her boot and then her other boot, her trench coat, and then her hat on. She stepped out of her cottage, made her way into the dense undergrowth of the woodland, picked a spot that was out of the way and invisible to anybody or anything who happened to be near, and then took the can opener out of her pocket. Carefully, she rotated the handle and concentrated very hard on being very precise in how much it was being turned. As she rotated the metallic handle, the world around her flashed. Everything went a bit blurry and a bit weird. But she was prepared for this. After all, it was to be expected. As soon as she let go of the rotating handle of the can opener, everything around her returned to normal. The only noticeable difference being the sun was in a slightly different place. Ah, perfect, she said. Carefully, she made her way from beneath the dark shadows of the woodland to the edge of the clearing. The first thing that she had wanted to do 
was to confirm something. Confirming things was fine as it didn't change anything. And there was absolutely no risk. All that it would require was her to be in the right place and pay attention. Where she was was just outside her garden, but when she was, was two days ago. She knew that she wasn't in the garden two days ago, at this exact time. Because she had seen something in her garden and wanted some confirmation. Two days ago, she had been standing in her cottage and had looked out of a window. And when she had looked out, she had seen a bird. She had only got a brief, fleeting glance at it but was sure that it was a robin. All that she wanted to do was check to see if it was. Synthetica crouched behind a bush that gave her a very good view of the location where she had previously seen the bird She was quiet and still, and after a while, the bird appeared. She sat and watched it for a short while. And then, when the time was right, and she knew that she had seen enough, She carefully moved away and back to the spot in the woodland that she had been previously concealed in. Once she was there, she took a deep breath and thought about what she had learned. Wow, she said. It wasn't a robin after all. It was a swan. How I managed to confuse those two birds, I don't know. She said to herself with a chuckle. Once she had finished giggling to herself, she decided to do the next and final bit of time travelling. She took the can opener, turned the handle, and watched as the world around her went a bit weird again. 
This time, when she stopped, it was night time. Perfect, she said. As she slowly crept out of the woodland and towards her cottage, she knew that the her that was in the cottage right now would be fast asleep. But even so, she still tried to be as quiet as possible. She cautiously walked along the path, trying very hard not to disrupt any of the gravel. She opened her front door, slowly made her way through this past version of her home, and went into the kitchen. She stood in there for a moment, making sure that there was no sounds to indicate that her from this time had been woken up by the her from now sneaking in to the cottage. Once she was satisfied, she crept a little bit more to the fridge. Carefully, she opened it up and looked inside. She smiled. It was there. For her, the previous day, she had gone into her own fridge to eat some brie that she'd been saving. She had been looking forward to it for a while, but unfortunately, she had held off eating it for slightly too long and it had started to turn a bit weird. But now, as she stood there, she could see that at this point in time, the brie was perfectly fine. She carefully picked it up, closed the fridge, left the cottage, and returned to the woodland for one last time she used the can opener turning it all the way in the opposite direction so it would send her back to what the time should be for her After the usual sensation of strangeness and visual weirdness, it was daytime again. 
she was back just mere moments after when she had first left. She reached into her pocket just to check that the brie was still fine. And it was. She smiled and walked quickly back to her cottage where she promptly went to eat the brie. That's the end of this episode's story. As usual, I would like to thank you for listening. So, I'm going to do that now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, it always helps to write a review on iTunes and give the podcast a preferably five-star rating. If the... uh, podcast platform that you use allows such things. But there's no pressure. The most important thing is for you to have a nice sleep. I'm going to go now so you can do that. Until next time, sleep well. Good night. <laughs>